shackled by a heavy burden. Neath the load of guilt and shame. Then the hand of Jesus touched me. my soul something happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole since I met this blessed Savior since shall it while eternity rolls. He touched me, oh, He touched me, and all the joy that floods my soul. Something wonderful happened, and now I were slow as they walked along that long maze road then a man appeared and as he drew near he said why are you so sad are things really that bad They said, sir, have you not heard? You must be a stranger in this time. Cause the one who came in the Father's name, he has been cut down. They've laid his body in the ground As they walked and talked He began to explain About this Jesus Why he came He opened the scriptures And began to teach The preacher of preachers He began to preach In the wilderness The children had nothing there to eat 
But manna from heaven fell down at their feet When they were dry and thirsty in a foreign land Living water came forth out of the rock in the sand When the three Hebrew children, they were thrown in the flames A fourth man appeared, they even called him by name The manna, the water, the man, they're all the same If you're still confused, let me say this real plain it was me. It was me. It was me. It was me. I'm the one you left back there to Calvary. It was me. Who do you think of the stars in the sky? Think made the day and the night, and who made the flowers and who made the trees? Who made the sun and the moon and the seas? Who gives life to all who believe? Who do you think made the blind to see? Who made the very air that you breathe? Who defeated death and won the victory? It was me. It was me. It was me. I'm the one who died for you at Calvary. It was me who loved you when no one else would, who saved you when no one else could. so cold Sometimes he pours oil on my head The Lord is my shepherd I am so glad I am his lamb He takes care of me in a world with so much Day in his house, I will ever live with him. He often lets me sit at his table. All the enemy can do is watch me eat. <laughs> at times, my cup's so I can't speak a single word 
and His goodness and mercy follow me. The Lord is my shepherd. I am so glad I am His lamb. He takes care of me in a world with so much grief. One day in His house I will ever live with Him. The Lord is my shepherd. I will ever live with Him. Amen. Job chapter 2. If you find your place, say amen. All right, let's stand for the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message. We'll try our best to preach to you what the Lord's given us for you this morning. Job chapter 2 and verse number 7 and verse number 8. The Bible says, So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. And he took him a potsherd to scrape himself withal, and he sat down among the ashes. I want to use as this thought this morning with God being my helper, what you find among the ashes. What you find among the ashes. Let's pray. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name we do love you. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. We thank you for the good songs of Zion, Lord, the good Sunday school hour. Lord, I pray today, dear God, for each and every one that's listening to this message, whether it be live here this morning or by the way of the internet. God, we just pray, dear Lord, that you would minister to us in a special way. Lord, I pray you bless your reading of your word. Lord, I pray that you'd undergird us with spirit and power that where we may preach the word of God to a people, a Lord that's dying and on their way to hell without Jesus, if they don't have that personal relationship with him today. Lord, that is our utmost prayer, that they would be saved before it's everlasting too late. Give us help from heaven. Loose this tongue. Let it go. Give us clarity of mind. Give us clarity of speech. And we'll thank you, love you, and praise you for all that you do for us today. In Jesus' name we do humbly ask and pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Job here in the book of Job chapter number 2 was as far down as a man could go. Everything that Job had is all of the sudden in the ashes. Folks, I'm here to tell you, your entire life can be turned upside down in the matter of just moments. Uh, Just a few moments in your life can be 
turned around. I think about Jesus on Palm Sunday as He was riding into Jerusalem on the back of that donkey and they were spreading out palm leaves and palm branches as He came by and waving them at Him. My friend, it all of a sudden changed. They were saying hallelujah unto the Lamb of God and then just shortly thereafter they were saying crucify Him. You see, things can change in your life uh, all of the sudden. And that is what has happened here uh, in the life of Job. Things have changed in Job's life uh, in a very short period of time. All of the sudden, his life was in the ashes. Uh, his, he's lost his health. He is not a healthy man. He'd been stricken down with these bulls. And his life was in the ashes. His labor was in the ashes. Job was was bankrupt. He had nothing left. His lineage was in the ashes. His family had died. You talking about turning your world upside down. You let that key important person in your family pass on to go to be with Jesus. And my friend, you have got something different in your life instantly. His laughter was in the ashes because his happiness was all of a sudden gone. His love was in the ashes. His wife said, I can't take it anymore. Why don't you just curse God and die? He found, though, one great thing amongst the ashes. He found his Lord in the ashes. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Listen, folks, that is something good to know and to understand this morning as we preach thus saith the word of God. When you or the things that you love has come down to nothing but ashes, you just remember who brought you into this world and who's able to take you out of this world to be with him. Boy, I often think about, Brother Joe, the glories of heaven and what it must be like passing over uh, from this world over into the glory world where Jesus Christ is. Uh, oh, where there is a river uh, running freely through that city. And Jesus Christ is the only light that we'll ever need. I'm here to tell you that don't sound so bad to me. Uh, when we talk about laying down the man over here uh, and raising up the man over there. Of course we're going to miss our loved ones when they pass on. Uh, we're going to miss our spouses. We're going to miss our children. We're going to miss our brothers. We're going to miss our sisters. But oh, if they're saved today, listen, you wouldn't want them to come back. They wouldn't want to come back. There's no more pain in that city. My friend, that place called heaven is a place of perfection and that's where we're going to go. If you're saved today, you don't have to worry about the things of this world anymore. Oh boy, I tell you today, uh, many a times we'll worry about this and we'll worry about that and, and we worry about things that may never come to pass uh, and they may be in the ashes today. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, though He slay me, yet will I trust in Him. What do we do when our life is turned uh, into ashes? Uh, is there anything left for us? Uh, I'm thankful for the book of Job because God allows us to see 
that even among the ashes we can still experience the Lord's help. What will we find amongst those ashes? Aren't you glad to know when you're down to your last dime or you're down to your last nerve? We still have a God that sticks closer than a brother that'll stay with us and will help us. Even in the ash heaps of life, our God can continue to take care of you and continue to love you. What will you find among the ashes? Well, you'll always find the Word of the Lord. Even when you're on the bottom, you can still find the Word of the Lord. Uh, You know, even when, listen, everything can burn down to the ground, but the Word of God will still stand. Amen. It'll raise above those ashes every time. I haven't seen a story of it lately, but I know you've probably seen these stories sometime or another in your lifetime on the news. Uh, uh, when a home burns down and they'll go inside and they'll find one thing that's preserved. Uh, and guess what it was? The Word of God. I've seen it so many times. They'd show on the news, well, this family, it was a tragedy. Uh, they lost their home. It burnt down to the ground. But their faith kept them strong. And the only thing that they had left was God's Holy word and they would show it on the news on channel 7 and they would look and there would nothing be hurt or damaged except for the just around the edges of the paper would be singed I'm here to tell you the Bible says listen the world may not stand but the God's word will stand forever amen and it's always there to help us when we're in the ash heap or when we're in the ashes if you're at that bottom point today I'm here to tell you you will find the word of God amongst the ashes. It reminds me of his goodness, his grace, his mercy, and that he's still God. And it reminds me where he found me when I was lost and undone and didn't know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. It reminds me of where he brought me from. Listen, I'll be as honest with you as I can be today. I'd rather have nothing. I'd rather have nothing but just give me Jesus for he's all all that I'll ever need. And He's all that you'll ever need. Though all the riches in this world I cannot replace the riches that God can give you through salvation today. Oh, we serve a great God. Not only does His Word remind me, it replenishes me. You see, when you find yourself laying up in the ashes, Brother Joe, it's dry and dusty. <laughs> and sometimes it's just plain out dead. Don't you feel that way spiritually every once in a while? You come to a point to where you're just dried up and dead, feeling like deep inside. But boy, you get to reading in the Word of God and you get to reading about old Jeremiah, what we taught in Sunday school this morning. Jeremiah was ready to throw up his hands and quit. And Jeremiah said, look, I'm not going to speak your name again. I'm not going to do anything again. But then the Lord gives a great holy word, a great conjunction Bible word, the word but. And when God butts in, you better take listen. Amen. He said, oh, I'm not going to ever speak his name again. I'm not going to serve him again. And then he said, but... 
His word was like a fire a shut up in my bones. My friend, why? Why do you know and how do you know that the word of God can get you out of the ashes of this world? Because it rekindles and it replenishes that which is deep down inside of you. Listen, I believe if everybody in here is saved today, your light is shining on the inside. It may be just a little flicker and it may be burning as bright as it's ever burned. But if you just got a little flicker, it just takes the Holy Ghost of God and it takes His Word just to fan it just a little bit and all of a sudden it begins to grow inside of you. And then you become part of the light of this world. Amen. Oh, we ought not hide it under a bushel. We ought to let people know where we stand. We'll let people know what we stand for. It reminds us. It replenishes us. It refires us. We find the word of the Lord amongst the ashes. But number two, you'll find the wings of the Lord. Even among the ashes, you'll find the wings of the Lord. You see, He is guarding us. The devil knows how weak we are when we're in the ashes. He knows where to push your buttons when you're in the ashes. When you're discouraged, distraught, and defeated and in the ashes, you will make decisions that are contrary to the Word of God in your time of weakness. He knows how to push your buttons. But oh, Matthew chapter 23 along about verse 37, As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings... That's where my God hides me. Amen. Oh, when the devil comes against you and you're in the ashes and he's standing over you and he tells you that you're nothing and you'll never be anything and what you have is not real, you just look up to that slew-footed rascal and say, Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm going to rise up by the way of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost of God from these ashes in which I am and I'm going to succeed and I'm going to rise above the ashes that I'm in. God said we're more than conquerors. More than conquerors through Jesus Christ. He's not only guarding us with His wings but He is gripping us. I'm not holding on to the hand of God. I'm in His hand. Amen. Amen. I'm in the hands of a loving Savior this morning. And no matter where you are spiritually today, if you've been saved, you may be to a point that you're down to almost nothing. That you're just ready to give up and give in. But you can just remember who's got you in the palm of His hands. It's the Creator. That one that stepped out on nothing and created everything. He is the one that is holding you up. He is the one that's giving you your next breath. He is the one who has given you what you need to survive. All we have to do, Job says, was to trust Him. Trust is an issue amongst the people of God. Many people won't trust Him thoroughly or fully, a hundred percent. And when we don't trust Him a hundred percent, 
That means we're depending on us to get us where we need to be. We can't do anything today without the help of the good Lord. Brother John, we got out of the bed this morning because the good Lord rolled us out. We took a good breath of the cool air this morning because the Lord gave us that air to breathe and allowed our lungs to pump one more time. We were allowed to come into the house of God and walk in without any problems. The majority of us I've seen that walked in today walked in without any problems. Why? It's because God gave you the strength in your legs to bring you into the house of the Lord. You'll find the wings of the Lord. You'll find the word of the Lord. But number three, you'll find the wisdom of the Lord. One of the most touching things to do, or the toughest things rather to do, is to trust in God when we're on the bottom. We must realize that God knows what He's doing. He's the God of yesterday, today, and forever. And He has a plan. And we have to trust Him, Brother Happy. And if we don't trust Him, we're again, we're, we're taking amongst ourselves, trying to deviate the plan of God. Right. Now, the last time that I looked into this thing, anything that I've been a part of and tried to do it myself, it has been no good. Amen. But if I trust the Lord, He's always made a way. He's got the wisdom uh, that is beyond compare. He's got the wisdom uh, that you and I do not understand. And if we can lean upon Him, and if we can lean upon His wisdom, He'll turn us in the right direction. uh, Take us to the proper places. And my friend, I'm here to tell you, it's just a trust issue. Trust in His wisdom and not in our own. And He'll help you make it through. I'm glad one of y'all got that this morning. Amen. You'll not only find the wisdom of the Lord, but you'll find the work of the Lord. Romans 8.28 We know that all things work together. Those that love the Lord. You see, God is at work in your life and God is at work in my life even Amongst the ashes. Even when you're on the bottom. He is still working in your life. He is for me. He is for you. He's not against His people. He is finishing me. It's in the ashes that God develops us. He'll not fail us. That's hard to believe while sitting in the ashes. And we look back and it's easier to see and believe. Just like Jeremiah. Jeremiah was told in chapter 1, he said, the Lord told him, said, look, there's going to be people come against you, but you will prevail. You will come out on top and you will win this battle. Then Pashur comes along in verse 20, busses him in the lip. Throws him in jail. Puts him in stocks. And then there Jeremiah is. And he says, Lord, 
you told me everything was going to be all right. Yeah. Everything's not all right. I've got a busted lip and I'm in jail. What am I going to do? You said I could defeat this crowd. What is going to happen? What is going to happen to me? Matter of fact, Lord, I think I'll just quit. Yeah. I don't believe you, you. You misled me. You act, he even used the word. You've deceived me, Lord. Yeah. I won't speak your name again. And then what happens? <laughs> but yeah. that fire that was deep inside of him. Yeah. <laughs> he renames the king. And it wasn't Peshur anymore. Peshur wasn't his name. I forget the word that we use, that big long word about this big. Megor Masabib maybe was the name that the Bible lists. And in the Greek, you translate that over and it's, you're in trouble, buddy. (laughs) That fellow was in trouble. And of course, Jeremiah, one of the greatest prophets in the Bible, the weeping prophet, the prophet that received a lot of persecution. The prophet that received a bunch of hatred toward him. I guess you could run in parallel really to Paul in the New Testament because Paul was beaten and, and, and imprisoned everywhere he went just about for preaching the word of God. Yeah. But you'll see that you'll grow spiritually when you're in the ashes. You see, Jeremiah was grounded. He didn't have that surface only Christianity. He was grounded. He knew what he believed in in the word of God. And even though he was in trouble. Even though Jeremiah was in trouble. He knew that his redeemer lived. Even though Job was in the ashes. He knew that he still served a God of heaven. That was going to take care of him. Even when bad times come. We can rise up out of the ashes being better than we were before we went in. But if you've got shallow surface only Christianity, you just may throw up your hands and give up. Not be as faithful as you should be. Stay up the miff tree and the mully grubs. But when you're grounded, you're grounded. No matter what comes your way. You'll find the work of the Lord working in your life. You'll not only find the work of the Lord in the ashes, but you'll find the ways of the Lord are past finding out. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. See, Job has not given understanding, and was not giving any type of understanding while he sat in the ashes. Job didn't understand it. God is not a God to be understood. He's a God to be trusted. That's what makes the difference. The Bible is not a book of understanding. It's a book of faith and it's a book of trust. There are things, Brother Hap, I've looked up into this Word of God and I can't figure it out. I can't seem to fathom it. I just can't understand maybe one thing or here, there, or the other. Maybe many things. But all I can do is just trust the Lord. My friends, when they talk about Jesus Christ being born of a virgin, that is hard to fathom. But I don't sit around and argue with myself or argue with the devil or other people. I believe what the Word of God says. And if she was pure, she 
she was pure. She was a virgin. That means that she was never with a man. But yet she conceived of the Holy Ghost. And my friend Jesus came onto the scene. I believe that. Many people try to figure all that away. I was watching some television program the other night. And they were doing an advertisement for the History Channel. I don't guess I watch anything on the History Channel, but they were advertising. And that lady was on there trying to explain away that there was no way that Mary was pure. And, you know, then they're trying to get people to watch that. God forbid that God-believing people would sit down and watch that kind of garbage. Because if you're not careful and if you're shallow, they'll have you fooled that that's not true. But I'm telling you, it's true. How can you argue with the living, breathing Word of God? Who wants to argue the fact? There'll be people, there'll be preachers, there'll be leaders all around this world this week sit around and argue whether or not Jesus was born of Mary who was pure. I'm telling you, he was. It's not a book of understanding. Some things we don't understand. Some things we can't comprehend. But my friend, if you'll trust it, it is a book of faith. Don't let a lack of understanding derail you. Remember what Job said. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. That's faith. In other words, no matter what I get put through, I'm going to trust him. No matter how hard it is. No matter how difficult times become. I'm going to trust Him. Look, I'm here to tell you. There may be a day in the next few years ahead that we're all looking for something to eat. You don't know. Oh, we're going to always have something to eat. Listen, if you are waiting on the United States of a government of America to feed you, you are in trouble. You're in trouble. Listen, they just took food stamps away from some people, not give them any. Huh? You better, I'd rather depend on the Lord than the government any day, amen? At least I know what He says is true. Huh? But in the ashes, you'll also find the will of the Lord. His will is best for my life, no matter how unfair it may seem to me at the time. His will is best. Amen. Old people look and say, oh, but it's unfair. It's unfair that the Lord allowed this to happen. Listen, the Lord gets blamed for a lot of things he didn't have to do with. He didn't have anything to do with it. No matter how unfair it may seem, it's best for my life if it's his will. His will is better than my own will. My will is based on what I can see. His will is blessed. When we allow His will to be done in our lives, we always wind up getting blessed. Stay on His will. Amen. Stay in His will. You have to stay in His will. When we become out of His will, we begin to lose the blessings that He's bestowed upon us. Listen, that He has for us to come in the future. If we're out of His will, we lose them. Lose those blessings. But when you're in the ashes, you'll find His whereabouts. The greatest blessings of the ashes 
is the presence of the Lord. There'll be times when you're in those ashes, when you're down on the bottom. And you may be riding down the road just listening to a gospel song. Not really thinking about the ashes. But then the sweet spirit of the Lord comes upon the scene. Begins to touch your heart in your life. And begins to say, hey, brother, you're going to be all right. Even though you're having a little downtime and you're having a little trouble in your life and you feel like nothing's working out for you, I'm here for you. I'll be there for you. Isn't it nice to know that when you're in those ashes, He's always present with His children? That's the greatest blessing of the ashes and that is the presence of the Lord. We sense Him in the ashes. He feels closer in the ashes. He feels closer in the midst of the valleys. When we're going through them, we can sense Him. Seems like we draw closer to Him and we begin to speak to Him in the ashes. Aren't you glad He's always a listening God? How many of you have ever tried to get in touch with somebody and all you get is an answering machine? Or you try to call a government agency for some kind of help and all you get is a recording. Push two for this and push three for that. I went and tried to pay a bill online the other day. and Actually, they couldn't do it online, but you can call. And I said, okay, I'll call. So I tried to call and and they'd push this number and push that number. 25 minutes later, I'm still pushing numbers and hadn't talked to anybody yet. And then when it got through 25 minutes of messing with those buttons, they say, we're temporarily closed for today. you got to call tomorrow between 8 and 5. Yeah. Aren't you glad that the Lord Jesus, when you call upon Him, He doesn't say He's closed down for business? Huh? Hey, listen, when you call upon the Lord, He'll always be there to talk to you and answer you. When you can't get the preacher, when you can't get a deacon, when you can't get a leader, when you can't get a friend, you can always get Jesus on the line and He'll answer you and be there for you. That's what a settled Christian will do. We sense Him in the ashes. We speak to Him in the ashes. But oh boy, we continue to serve Him in the ashes. Let me ask you a question. Are you willing to serve Him and trust Him while you sit and wait among the ashes? You know, some people will get so discouraged in the midst of the ashes, they quit everything that they need to be doing and get completely out of the will of God. And when that happens, you're not only hindering your spirituality personally, but you're hindering those people that are around you as well. God didn't save you to be a quitter today. God didn't raise you to be defeated. We serve a victorious Lord. The one that's conquered it all. But there's one more conquering going to take place one day. He's going to return. Amen. 
He's just going to hover in the air for a while. This takes a special reservation to go on this trip. And you have to leave with him if you're saved, if he calls you out. We're just going to lose our gravitational pull here. We're going to be meeting up with him in the air. But boy, it won't be long after that, about seven years, maybe a little before. We're going to come back with him. He's going to come back a second time. This time he's going to put foot down. We get to come back with him. Isn't that going to be a glorious thing? Riding with the army of Jesus. We're going to ride. Amen. You may say, well, I've never been in the armed services. I thank God for our military men and women today. We've never been... We've never been at a time to where we can say we've served in an army. But I can tell you this. If you're saved, you're in God's army. And one day you'll be fighting. But boy, you're going to be fighting with a body that can't be harmed. You're going to be fighting with the king King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's going to be an exciting day as well. When he sets up his kingdom and you and I are able to serve and worship Him forever and ever and ever. Folks, that's what it's all about today. There's some things you can find in the ashes. And I encourage you to just look around. You'll be able to find them. And they'll be a help to you. Amen. I want you to stand today, if you would. Stay, come get us a song of invitation.